Hey everybody, it's John. Just a quick note about today's episode. When we record the podcast, everyone taking part is recording on an individual track. I then get all the tracks and put them together for the final product. Sometimes there are gremlins that get into those tracks that I can't hear while we record, and I find after the fact. That is the case with this particular episode. You're going to hear some sounds that aren't common. However, it does not detract from the awesomeness that was the conversation with KO. So sit back, relax, enjoy. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 240. John and Wendy, welcome back. Kalila Olkanola. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you doing, John? Wendy, I'm well. It is October. Once again, excited to be sponsored by our pals over at Mystery. Yeah, new sponsor. New sponsor, new month. Love it. We are doing some great things with Mystery. We have just had our chat with them on team building and connections. If you weren't able to take part, make sure that you check out the recap there. I got an episode coming out with their CEO. We'll be out very, very soon. A lot of cool things going on. You can check out trymystery.com slash hrsocial. Vanity tag, folks. Check it out. If you sign up, <laughs> purchase an event with Mystery, you get a second one free. Something to check out. They're doing some really cool stuff. Wendy, putting it out there because we need to, and I think a lot of people are going to be surprised. Mm -hmm. This is the start of the end of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. We are going to be wrapping up with episode 250. We wanted to have a final 10, old friends, some new friends. We're going to talk a lot more about what's going on as to why we've made this decision. It is a bit bittersweet. I think I'll probably cry mm -hmm. at the end of all this. We wanted to put it out there and let everybody know I'm setting up a platform called SpeakPipe so that if you want to leave a message for episode 250, because unlike other episodes where we've always celebrated the, the one before, we're going to celebrate on 250 this time. Oh. So we're going to have a SpeakPipe account where you can call in and leave a short message. We're going to be playing those. So I'll have a link in that. We'll be sharing that throughout the next many episodes. We're just putting it out there because when now it's official and it's on tape, we can't pay, take it back. <laughs> well, we could. But we're not. Something really weird happened, but no. You know, I'm really glad that we decided to do it this way as opposed to just saying, yeah, we're done and click and turn off, turning out the lights. So, um, yes, be sure to uh, watch for updates, leave us messages because um, we're looking forward to celebrating with everybody. We see it as a celebration and not a, not a sad thing. It's yep. a great thing. A it lot is. to be excited and proud of for. Like I said, new friends and old are going to be part of the final 10 could not think of a better person to kind of kick off that final 10 with yes. KO, who was with us a while back, had a lot <laughs> going on. We're going to be talking about a lot of things with her tonight. Wendy, I'll let you make the introduction and we'll get started. I'm going to keep this one short and sweet because KO has been on before. If you really want to hear her bio, go find that episode way back when. KO, so, so excited to have you back. It's been much too long. First question, what is in your glass? Well, tonight, actually, I have some chai tea latte hot uh, from Starbucks in my glass tent tonight. It's a little chilly here in Wilmington, North Carolina. Yum. You know what? I, I just made a bourbon chai tea latte ice cream, which mm, turned out really good. <laughs> <laughs> we need that packaged up. <laughs> I got to figure that one out. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants that ice cream. It is very hard to believe, Kale. We first talked to you. It was episode 80, which was back in September of 2019. 
So what have you been up to since then? <laughs> I mean, I've been working, right? Working, speaking, uh, getting to join folks on podcasts and on stages. This was actually the first podcast I had ever done. Um, was this podcast. You guys were the first ones to bring me on the platform uh, after Namely. And so I'm forever grateful for that. Thank you. We loved having you on, loved hearing you at Namely. I think both John and I, when we heard you at Namely, we were like, oh, we got to have her on for sure. So recently your organization has decided to shut down. But one of the things we really wanted to talk with you about was your response to helping your employees find new jobs. You put out some events. You had, I think it was called, you called it a pink slip party. I did. Um, which is just, I mean, it's such an awesome reaction to something that can be devastating. Talk about your, your events, some of the things that you set up, and then what the response has been. That closing was really hard. I found out 15 minutes before the team found out, right? Oh. Um, and so it was really abrupt. You know, the first thing I thought of is that I have to make sure that the team lands someplace. Um, you know, it's, people can always go find their own jobs. But remember, we work with a mixed community. And so uh, for me, I thought to myself, where are they going to work? Who's going to help them navigate without health insurance, right? Benefits. Um, who's going to help them take care of their bills? What are they going to do mentally? Because this is a big blow to learn that within 48 hours, your life is going to completely change. And so I decided to create an offboarding plan um, for a company closing. And so I hosted, the first thing I did was create a pink slip party. And I invited uh, employers who were willing to meet and greet the team. And what I like to think of as a more equitable environment, which was our space. They felt comfortable there to come in to spark conversations. I also invited in the local community college to help with creating resumes and cover letters for those of us who haven't done one in a long time. Um, I haven't done one in decades, right? Um, and <laughs> and we brought in uh, training programs who were willing to offer training for people who may want it to uh, move away from the current career they have and do something different. The response was was good. Um, it wasn't great, honestly. Um, and when I say good, we had um, the local college there that came with a team of seven people to do resume writings. Uh, we had about uh, eight, nine employers show up. And uh, those employers were, did everything from electrical, right? Um, we don't have that in the building, all the way to um, Acme Fish. And these were more hands-on jobs. We did get a couple of roles that were inside the office and assistance from companies that weren't local, but that were national. Most Cores also stepped in and asked if anyone was willing to relocate, they would be willing to connect them with their talent acquisition team. And so I was able to refer a couple people there. And a couple of other breweries that saw my post online actually jumped in. So we had a mix of people that were in person inside the building. And then I created the database of names of the departments they worked in, links to their resumes or portfolio sites to share with HR pros and uh, hiring managers online. And so through that mix, I think collectively, uh, we probably had about 18 employers that sparked interest. And so far to date, out of the 50 employees that we have, about 12 of them have been placed. That's pretty good. It's decent. You know, I wish it was it's more. Decent. It's not great. 
It's yeah. not great, you know, and I say that because, you know, the majority of our team were active gang members or uh, maybe considered second chance hires. Not all of them have felonies, though. And a lot of people still have a fear and a stigma around that conversation, especially in a small community like Wilmington, um, which is really growing when it comes to entrepreneurship and fintech and pharmaceuticals. But they still have hesitation in working with uh, second chance hires, fair chance hires. And so... Um, uh, it was unfortunate that we didn't get as big of a turnaround, turnout as we wanted. But if the team wanted to relocate, there's more people outside of our community that are willing to hire them than there are inside of our community. And that says a lot about where we live. K.O., you, you know, you brought up the idea or the, the challenges, that particularly with second chance employment. Maybe talked a little bit about it the last time you were with us. There is a lot of hesitancy a lot of times, particularly when it comes to leadership, ownership, higher levels of, of an organization, when you're talking to other HR pros, the second chance hires, there's a tremendous talent pool there and people recognize it. But how do how do you help or what would you tell HR professionals, TA professionals, people that are trying to work to help these folks get placed? How do you manage that and traverse that with leadership that is hesitant? Yeah, I think you have to show them the return on investment, right? Money is the language that most uh, HR pros or founders look at. And so you have to show them what the return would be by hiring from a talent pool. We all saw the great resignation happen. And even with the great resignation, people were still hesitant and tapping into that talent pool. So I like to encourage HR pros, as opposed to creating a job description, create a candidate persona, which is almost like a sales persona. So you look at the whole person, not just hard skills, but also soft skills. They can be real, really good. A person can be okay at handling finance, but do they have the right uh, motivating factors and cognitive ability to get the job done in the environment that you're in? And so um, I try to encourage them to look at the whole person. And when I'm training companies uh, to create second chance hire programs, typically by the law, you don't ask people about their record until you have a provisional offer on the table. And so it gives them an opportunity to look at that person and to create a more inclusive and equitable interview process by translating those interview questions, um, looking at the person for who they are and what they presented in front of you, and then asking those questions later. And if they follow a process where they remove those stigmas or uh, those things that could hinder them from seeing the person outside of that felony um, or whatever their record is you find that there would be more hiring of candidates it's a lot of companies um john and wendy they just don't understand the process they don't have a process in place and so once you have a process in place it makes it a little bit easier and it's also speaking to legal because you have to look at the nature of the crime the time of the crime and the job that they're doing and so these is all these factors included so a sales development role is a great role for a second chance hire you're on the phone you're communicating um we can train you to be verbal strong. Uh, FDIC rules, though, don't allow you to work in certain financial institutions with a felony. And so you have to take all these factors. And so I help them build the business case on why it makes sense to bring in second chance hires for certain departments um, and make sure that the overall process is equitable. And you would be surprised at how many companies now are jumping in. An example is uh, we have Gap is pulling together a big fair chance hiring strategy. You have SunPower, uh, Tillamook, uh, uh, who makes you know the 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 yeah dairy? in the store. You know the, yeah the other yeah, exactly the dairy. Um, you have Dix 
sports authority. You have all these large companies. And I know because in addition for work, with working with True Colors, I co-facilitate for Dave's Killer Bread Foundation. And so that cohort is assisting organizations looking to train their team, usually their HR pros, their talent managers, and their legal team on how to create these programs and present the business case to senior level executives so they understand uh, how powerful it would be if they add this to uh, to, to their company, um, what the pros and the cons are, and what the full return on investment would be. And so I just tried to build a case for them to show them why it makes sense and why it works. And you don't have to jump full in. I suggest you start small and see how it works and you give yourself some clear metrics you know, and KPIs to look at it. And if you hit them, then you decide to expand. You can't just train the people that you're bringing in. You have to train the team that's there to welcome them in also. Um, um, and so it's a twofold factor. And so I usually just try to build the conversation, offer some training, and that includes sparking those conversations to change perspectives of what you think about an individual that may have a background um, and how to look at a, a background uh, check or somebody's record and make decisions wisely um, that are uh, equitable, inclusive, and according to the law. Um, and then from there, you know, most HR pros are willing. Uh, unfortunately, there's not a lot of that here in this city that I live in. And so in doing the pink slip party, uh, some people were still hesitant, not just with that second chance hire, but that active gang stigma, right, uh, because of their perception of it. And so I felt like I had to create this pink slip party. I had to get people signed up for express scripts to get six months supplies of their prescriptions because their insurance was going to run out next month, right? I had to connect them with mental health sessions if they were already on this path, getting their mental health assistance and make sure they had at least a 90 day cushion or window and support services after that, because this was another thing to add to what they're already handling. And so uh, it wasn't just about jobs. It was about the whole approach and making sure sure that the whole person is cared for in this process because it's traumatic to lose a job, you know, um, and have such short notice and not know what's going to happen next, especially for a group, group of people who this may have been their first job. For sure. And, and like you said, with the stigma on, you know, as soon as that background check comes up, if someone is only trained to look for, you know, oh, they've got, there's, there's the mark. Nope. You're, you know, you can't work for us to, to do that. I think you've got some really great steps and things for people to think about, you know, don't, you don't have to open up everything, but where do you start find, find one job and, and take it from there. So I think that's, I think that's awesome. So you also do, in addition to doing training on helping folks with records, get going and all of that, um, you've led training for other organizations on how to unpack racial justice and equity in business. Can you give us like the elevator pitch or the elevator version of that training and um, get people kind of excited about that? Yeah, so if we want to unpack racial justice and equity in business, we have to look at the bags that they've been packed in. And bags is are, is an acronym. You know, I'm the acronym queen, right? And so bags <laughs> is be, is behaviors, actions, the groups that's been affected, and the systems that we need to redesign. And so when you're unpacking racial justice and equity in business, you're looking at the behaviors of the organization you're assessing. You're looking at the actions of the people and leadership through assessing. You're looking at the groups that you have in your organization 
information and then you're looking at the systems that you have in place to determine if they are not just diverse but if they're equitable and inclusive and if that leads to belonging right because a lot of times people create these equitable inclusive environment but there's still a group of people that don't feel like they but belong and so it's it's creating fair processes and systems holding people accountable holding yourself accountable by looking at what you have in place and measuring it and then once you look at the problems what are the solutions that we can create so that we can create a, a journey from our candidate from hire to retire KO, you've talked about what you've done for your employee base and helping them with insurance, with finding work, mental health. But we got to also focus on ourselves. And and as you said, you got noticed literally minutes before everybody else did about what was going on. You're still kind of in the midst of helping and, and moving forward. I guess, you know, what are you doing for yourself and what do you think is next for you now? What is KO planning from now? Yeah, so that's a great question, um, John and Wendy. And um, this is, I share with y'all, I hope I don't get emotional, right? This has been a really tough month, you know, um, True Colors closing, worried about the team. We had violence hit our community two weeks, at, a week after True Colors closed. Um, a couple of young men passed away. Um, my dad passed away hmm. on the 21st. And the first of October was the one year anniversary of my mom passing away. And mm. um, and so all of this happening, I, I did break away. I, you know, the, the water is my place. And so, you know, I went to sit and to think. I've stayed committed to my obligations, but I, you're right. I also have to take time for me. So I've taken time. I continue to take time to take a moment to think, to figure out what next is. And until I fully decide that, I've been offered opportunities. But until I say yes to um, anyone, uh, I think I probably will do some freelancing, um, uh, helping companies build those second chance hire programs and helping them with their culture systems and DEI. Hopefully somebody will bring me in for a project or two. Um, I love to jump on something like that but before I commit to something permanently because you can make, uh, sometimes you can make decisions, permanent decisions in a temporary situation. And so um, I'm looking to do some freelancing and at the same time, I'm still helping the team navigate, but I have taken time for myself. I have some HR pros that have checked in on me, made sure I was okay. I love the community that we have because even when you are leading, you also need somebody to encourage you. Leaders need encouragement. The encourager needs to be encouraged. Um, and so I appreciate you asking that because I think on a lot of podcasts and a lot of HR platforms, like we talk a lot about what we've done for people, but never what we do for ourselves. And so um, this year has been a journey where I connected with a lot of HR pros and they have been um, sounding boards, you know, that I can talk to or uh, ask opinions of and learn from as well. And so in addition to having that, I've taken some time in my place uh, so that I can get what I need by the water. I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah. Yes. So happy to hear that. And thank you for sharing all of that with us. I think I, I really believe the more we share some of those stories, we make it make it a safe space for others to share and know that, you know, it's it's OK to step away. And losing your mom and your dad within a year is is hard. Yeah. Um, so uh, blessings on you um, yeah. and enjoy the water. <laughs> well, we had a hurricane last week and I didn't want that kind right. of water, but I was okay with staying inside for a full day. I needed it. You I know, did I was, think of that. I was like, okay, I can't, I couldn't quite picture, you know, how far were, were you away from the hurricane? And, and 
Those we were close enough. Insane. We were close okay. enough, but we didn't get any a lot of damage. We we, we were extremely good. fortunate. Yeah, but it made for a good sleeping day. <laughs> Here's our day to do nothing because there's a hurricane. Can't do much else. Yeah. Can't do much else. Uh, well, Kayla, one of the things that we have done to make our lives a little bit easier is we've outsourced some of our questions. So previous guest, Tom Horn asks, what's the best way you've ever been recognized at work? Oh my goodness. I've been mugged. Weird, right? Mugged. And what I mean mugged? by that is that I'm a coffee drinker. I drink coffee. So somebody gave me a mug. Right? <laughs> yeah. Love somebody, it. somebody, Love it. right? It's, it's, it's with the culture. It's, it's the company. And so, um, Somebody gave me a cup and put some Starbucks uh, gift cards inside of it and wrote, wrote uh, a couple lines, you know, like, appreciate you. Without the A and the P, but just the P-R-E-C-I-A-T-E, appreciate you, us. And it was just <laughs> from the team. And that, for me, was a big deal. Just the fact that you took time out, you know, to, to get me a cup because, you know, it's my thing. Um, you know, you can't think of thank you. And so when people say it, you know, that's enough for that. That's enough for me. And so I was, I'm grateful that they didn't just think it, but they did something to show it. I love that you said you were mugged. I, I was going to say, yes, I'm just, so glad. It went. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that was the way it was going, that it was a coffee mugging, but <laughs> somebody will use that. They'll listen to the podcast and they'll go all over their company and they'll start mugging yes. people with mugs and gift cards inside of it i hope so yeah that would be such a great thing to come out of this episode that somebody's like all right that's what we're doing we're gonna have all these mugs and we're just gonna start mugging people i love it so good yeah (laughs) (laughs) with that we're gonna take a quick break and we will be right back this episode of the hr social hour half hour podcast is brought to you by mystery making employees happy at work isn't rocket science it's data science Mystery is the startup company that helps people leaders to build connections between their employees. Mystery's newly launched product, Mystery Insights, uses software to paint a comprehensive picture of employee connections across your company. With Insights, you can see how employees are networked and measures change over time. Insights connects with Mystery's marketplace of virtual events that are designed to build connections between teams. Mystery Insights identifies which employees should attend events together and matches them to experiences that they'll love. Mystery has a special offer exclusive for HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast listeners. They're offering two events for the price of one. Head over to trymystery.com slash hrsocial to reserve your first event and get your second one free. That's trymystery.com slash hrsocial to redeem this offer and start building connections. Thanks again to Mystery for sponsoring this episode of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. Now, back to the show. And we are back. K.O., it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the half-hour question connection. First question, what career did you dream of having when you were a child? Oh, my God. I wanted to be a forensic scientist. Ooh. (laughs) Like on CSI type of? CSI, that kind of thing. And you know what? Big secret. I started studying it in college at one time. Forensics went away to John Jay. I've actually been in the room for autopsies on bodies. And then um, I realized that, well, life changed. And uh, I couldn't go into the field anymore because of my life change and ended up studying business instead. Wow. Yeah. I wanted the white coat. (laughs) If you ever get a wild hair, I I do know someone, K.O., that is a forensic scientist, went to John Hopkins and all of that. So I would be happy to make an introduction if something weird happens in your life. Just saying. Let's do it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. 
Kale, who's one person you've gained your network in the last year that you think more people should know? Well, I think everybody knows her already, but um, I really um, spent some time with Julie Turney. Um, spent some time with her. Uh, she's been um, a good friend, um, HR pro. She's connected me on a lot of platforms. She's pointed, you know, people towards me, which has been great. Um, people don't do that. So I think that people should get to know um, Julie and also Whitney Clapper. She is the director of partnerships at Patagonia. Uh, she loves the environment. Uh, she is part of the, they have this thing in Patagonia called the Colleagues of Justice or the Justice Colleagues. These are the groups that's responsible for the DEI internally. And she helps she, she helps lead some of those efforts. And so she's definitely somebody to know, real vocal, such an advocate, and also a powerful connector. Kayo, if you could go back to the start of your career, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself based on what you know now? Oh my goodness, give yourself more grace, right? Give yourself more grace. I think that we hold ourselves to such a high standard. We give grace to everyone else, but we don't afford that same grace to ourselves. And so don't be willing to give something away that you won't give to you first. So deep. Yeah, that's very deep. <laughs> that's awesome, though. It's good. It's very good. Kale, what's your most memorable or your favorite live performance you've ever attended? Favorite live performance. So it has to be the Cats. Right, the a Broadway play Cats. Have you guys seen oh, Cats? It can be whatever so you I want. Was, <laughs> yeah, so it was. Th this was great. I was young, and the the cats started coming up out the floor. Right, it was like a Broadway play, but they were singing. It was a musical, and it it scared me, shocked me, but it was so good in the process. So it was, it was, it has to be Cats. It was theatrical. It was dramatic. It was so colorful, and it was loud. Those are all words that describe me. Right, and so. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I'm just like, this is perfect. I fit in. I should be a cat. But it was great. I think that was one of my best performance um, that, that I've seen uh, in theater. If you're talking about uh, a musical performance, uh, for, for me, it's probably going to have to be uh, a summer jam performance in New York City at Madison Square Garden. All hip hop. Wow. You know, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. I love hip hop. Um, I listen to it when I need to get in that mood to get a lot of work done. And so, um, yeah, I'm an old school hip hop fan. I love it. So if you could be on any TV show, either as a character or yourself, what would it be? I would be on Oprah's show own and I would be KO. <laughs> 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 I mean, I come on, it. somebody. I would be an open show. I would, you know, and I got close, guys. Gail King and, and Diane Sawyer came to see me at True Colors. And I, Ooh. yeah, and I spent some time with them having this conversation. It was right before she was interviewing the mayor of Chicago at the time, a couple months ago. And I just thought to myself, I'm this close. How can I get closer? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Recently, it was announced that it's going to be KO Day all around the world. What are we doing to celebrate? We're sparking conversations with each other. Uh, we're getting to know each other. Uh, we're having like an inclusorship over lunch, over coffee, over wine, over beer, whatever it is. But we're having conversations with people that uh, we never have conversations with. Because if it's a KO Day, it's about creating meaningful connections and building community. I love that. I love that. All right. Finally, as you know, we're outsourcing. So if you could ask the next guest of the podcast any question, 
what would it be? Wow, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> what do you hope uh, people will get out of your conversation? Oh, I like that one. I like that one a lot. I'm assuming you're talking about out of the conversation with us. That's okay, right. I just want to make sure. Out of okay, yeah. I got what it. are you going to get out of the conversation with? What do okay. you hope people get from this conversation with with Wendy and with John? Because your conversations are so good. They're so. I mean, like you can listen to it. You, you I usually listen. Like if I'm on the bed, like you just you can li- listen to it on the go, whatever it is. But it's just it's 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 conversation. It's you know it's it's not forced. I, I really like that. And John, I think that one might need to make its way into the last episode. We may very well. Because <laughs> I can give you a bunch of things I've gotten from you guys listening to the podcast over time. Oh, That's very kind. And, I love that. And I, yes. It's funny. I think you mentioned the first time you were with us, it was the first time you did podcasts. We always love that people talk to us first and then go do so many amazing other things with uh-huh. other podcasters. And we are so appreciative of the fact that you could be part of our final 10 We've watched all the great things you've done over the years, and, and it's been too long to have you back, but we're glad you're here now. I know many of our listeners are probably already connected with you, but if they're not, best way for them to reach you out there. Yeah, so my first, my last name, KalilaAlokanola.com. Um, and from there, you can uh, find me on all the social sites, Kalila Equips, but KalilaAlokanola.com. Um, and then from there, you can reach me. We will have that in the show notes. And then, Wendy, how about you? Best way for listeners to reach you out there? The best way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. And, of course, second and fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter as part of our twice-monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? Once again, thanks to our friends over at Mystery for sponsoring this episode. Again, trymystery.com slash hrsocial to get a free event if you purchase an event with them. As for me, johntherman.com for all things John Thurman and for the show, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Listen, rate, review, share, and follow or subscribe. International listeners, if we haven't talked, unfortunately, we're probably, we would still like to talk, but it will probably yes. not be on the podcast. Continue to reach out. We were happy to have those conversations. It'll just be in a different way. Yep. We wanted to start saying that now. KO, <laughs> thank you again for being with us and for yes. taking time. Really great to see you and, and having this conversation. So, for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect, give back, and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. <laughs>